Alright, well, welcome back to Anime on the Interstate. I know it has been a very long time, because honestly, this is less of a podcast or more of a live journal at this point. Nobody's listening, fuck it, I'll do what I want. Uh, to that point, falling off completely on One Piece, never got farther. I, uh, I mean, to, I, I mean to, but like, eh, what's gonna happen, right? Uh, so now it's just, if I watch an anime, I'm gonna talk about the anime, and if I have some free time, so... Today's episode is about Dragon Maid. <laughs> yeah, it's about Dragon Maid. I watched fucking a ton of Dragon Maid. I watched, like, all of season one, the OVA, and the first five episodes of season two. I'm gonna talk about it. Fuck it. Uh, but first, you know, update what's going on. Bought a house. It was pretty cool. You know, would have expected that. Well, I mean, I'm closing on a house. It's kind of a weird situation. Uh, 2020, woo, or 2021, ooh, that's weird. Uh, so in trucking today, I got up at 3 in the morning to take a quick load from Columbus to Louisville, and then uh, sat around for two hours afterwards waiting for them to give me something else. Now I'm going back up to Cincinnati, drop my empty, my empty trailer with one place, and then I'm going to pick up the next load at midnight, which is a lot of fun. Not sleeping a whole lot lately. <laughs> it's fine, whatever. Unfortunately, because it is Cincinnati, which is an unholy hellscape since I said the I-71, I-75 bridge, whatever they're doing to that thing. Uh, I'm not going to be able to really set up for tonight, so I'm going to be stopping a little shorter, which, you know, whatever. You do what you have to, right? It is what it is. As far as, okay, so, and then, oh, and then I'm taking that up to Columbus, so real quick, like, and I don't even know if that's two hours, but, I don't know if I mentioned this, I kind of forgot about whatever I talked about in the first four episodes, legally, a truck driver can only work 70 hours in eight days, and I'm coming up on the end of that, so they gotta give me these little loads, which, you know, whatever. I tell you, you told the me from ten years ago. I'd be bitching that I couldn't work more than 70 hours a week. Wouldn't have believed it. 40 hours used to give me hives. But, uh... Trucking's honestly kind of easy if you don't have, like, an ex-wife and kids. Which I think is 97% of all truck drivers. Like, damn near all of us have, like, an ex-wife and kids. But I'm, I'm a, you know, single guy, no kids. Not a lot of, uh attachment. Honestly, I'm kind of a Jedi. No attachment. <laughs> no. Um, that's maybe the nerdiest thing I've ever said, and I do a podcast for myself about anime. Yeah. It's kind of a hard life, but, like, only in, like, you don't get to talk to people or have, like, commitments. The work's not that bad if you, you know, can sit in a chair for 10 hours, listen to podcasts. If you don't get, like, if you don't have too bad of a temper, which a lot of people have a real bad temper, so it is what it is. But, uh, you know, could be better, could be worse. I get around some of the negatives by having a ton of media and picking up a new hobby once a month, which TikTok has been letting me believe that's an ADD thing, that, like, hyper-focusing on Hobbies is 
not something regular people do. They don't just spend $200 on how to materials for epoxy tables and then never make an epoxy table. Wild, truly wild shit. <laughs> no joke, I've got like a 55 gallon metal drum that has the like has the lid like cut out, painted the right painted like black, has the grate, everything. I just need to put like legs on it. It's been it's been sitting for like two years now. So is what it is. Yeah, I want to go back to One Piece, but at the same time, I just... The problem with, with going back, honestly, if I restarted, I genuinely might, like, start from the Marineford War, Whitebeard War, I think it's called Marineford, right? Because I know a lot of the shit that's coming up. Like, I think I said at one point I fell off at Dressrosa. So, starting a podcast where I was going to start, like, 200 episodes back, just sort of, like... And I got, you know, truth is I hyper-focused on a podcast and then I hyper-focused on whatever the fuck the next thing was. I think Gunpla, I had like a week where I tried to get into Gunpla. I don't know. But, uh, so I'm doing this again, but I'm not going to be talking about One Piece. Unless I at one point go to One Piece. Oh, also, audio quality, probably worse than ever because I have, (laughs) which is what you want to hear on already most likely the worst audio quality podcast you've ever heard uh my new truck i got put in a new truck like six seven months ago if you can hear a beeping that's the thing telling me i'm a little close to the guy in front of me which i say a little close i'm 300 feet back so that beep is oh i'm within 300 feet of the guy in front of me or if you hear like a brrr that's me like oh he's a little he's a little in the right and left lane and uh, if you really hear it go off, that's uh, dude in front of me stopped, and I gotta slam on the brakes. Holy shit! <laughs> but uh, hopefully you won't hear it a whole lot, unless I'm in traffic, in which case I don't know. So Dragon Maid, I—it's funny. I was looking for as I do, just some. I was gonna just rewatch something or other. I, oh, I, maybe I should talk about that. I rewatched the first 30 episodes of Roroni Kenshin, which, I know that dude's a pedophile, but, it, you know, that, that's the fucking show of my childhood, you know, I'm sure there are people that still watch Kevin Spacey do, like, House of Cards shit, or How a Horrible Boss, he was good in that, uh, but yeah, creator's a pedophile, I guess, never really looked into it super much, but I know it's a thing, so, man, I forgot how fucking good Roroni Kenshin is, I also forgot how little actual fighting is in there and how that they don't really make Kenshin out to be I mean like he kicks the hell out of a lot of people but like whenever a named character comes up it is a fight it's a you know, pretty fucking big fight and uh man great show really great show anytime he goes like Batosai voice fucking rules <laughs> uh, yeah so I watched this was two months ago I guess I watched, like, the first... I, whatever it is up until the Shishio arc starts. Like, I watched um, all of the... What were their names? Aoshi's group. I watched through Aoshi's group. Then I skipped ahead and watched the... Um, what's that dude? He had... There were, 
it was the arc where there was like the kid in the mansion and he got like like all the various Ronin were gathering onto this one guy who kind of took over his castle and they were going to like make a nation for Ronin I'm not sure how that would work I'm going to be honest that seems that seems like it wouldn't work so and then like the next arc I think starts the Shishio stuff uh, and, but I, uh, I, I I fell off there which is what I do at the end of arcs. I guess that's happened with One Piece. I watched until the end of uh, Water 8 or whatever it was called. Um, not Water 8. Because Water 7 is where they go next. It was like Marine Marine Base 8. I watched all of that and then fell off. So, you know, whatever. But yeah, so I watched like that 20 episodes. Yeah, I'm like 300 feet back. I've tuned that thing out, but... Uh, now that I'm on a podcast, I'm like, oh, that's, that's weird. But, uh, man, I, man, Kenshin's good shit. It really is. But you forget how much that, like, Jine, I think his name was, beat the fuck out of Kenshin. And then, not even beat the fuck out of Kenshin, beat the fuck out of the Batosai. You don't remember that at all. A hundred percent. I remember Batosai coming out and kicking the fuck out of everyone. Until, like, he reunited with his master. It's my memory about that show went. No. He pushed Kenshin to... He beat the hell out of Kenshin. Then started to kill Kaoru with his paralyzing stare or whatever he called it. Batosai came out. And then he still beat the hell out of Kenshin. Or Batosai. Until, you know, you've power of friendship. But, you know, Kaoru broke out of the death stare thing. Yelled his name. And then Kenshin kind of won. But even then, he did so much better than I remember. I thought Jinae got wiped once the Batosai came out. Not at all. No, no, no. He, like, could have killed Batosai, I think, if he wasn't completely playing with it. I mean, I guess the other side of that is if Batosai had had a proper sword, it would have gone... But, like, I before I rewatched that, I would have ranked Jinae last beyond below Aoshi and um I want to say his name was Raiden but that might just be like he had like some kind of like light theme the guy from the kid billionaire arc I would have put Jinae on the level of like Hanya no Jinae would have killed here you know controversial anime opinion Jinae would have beaten Aoshi 100%. 100%. Janae versus Aoshi. Janae wins. I don't remember if Aoshi gets like an upgrade. Because I know he comes back later. He's got like a like a girl sidekick that shows up when Kenshin's on the road trip. In my memory is just Yuffie from Final Fantasy. but So like I don't remember if Aoshi gets like way better. But I think he would have beaten Aoshi and I bet he would have come close with Saito. I don't know if he would have kept beating Saito. I don't think he would have beaten Shishio. And I don't think he would have beaten, like, end of series Kenshin. But I think... But I definitely put him higher than than um, Aoshi and higher than... It can't possibly be Raiden. Ryzen? No, that's the Yu Yu Hakusho guy. Whatever. So, like, now the tier list, I guess, goes whatever Kenshin's master's name was at, t- at the top, 
peeled shishio below him next to like full out Batosai. Then Burns, then 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 Kenshin, end of series Kenshin, then end of series Shishio, then Jinne, then Aoshi. No, no, then Jinne. Yeah, yeah. Then Aoshi, then Ryzen or whatever the hell his name was, and then like everybody. Else. Well, okay, uh, I don't remember. I guess there was the kid, Shishio's kid. Why do everybody have psychic? Everybody got a psychic. What was his name? Oh, Saito would probably be like... I think put Saito, the kid, and Jinne all on the same level, probably. I don't know if that's fair. Whatever. And I'm not going to try and rank the monk and uh, Sonosuke. I'm not going to bother. Or any of the underlings. I'm not going to let... I'm not going to rank... Was his name Ricky? Ricky the Sword Hunter? Whatever that guy's name was. I'm not going to rate him. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's... But, like, I completely forgot what a badass Jinne was. That dude fucking rules. I mean, he was, like, a psychopath. But, like, eh, you know. And Top Dog is still, like, Kenshin's master. Who, I don't remember his name. The sword style was called the Hiten Mitsurugi. And I think his name wasn't actually a name. I think it was, like, a title. But, uh... Kenshin just called him Shisho, which I think was Master. I don't think he called him Sensei. I think he was Shisho. Whatever. You don't want a fucking white dude trying to figure out fucking Japanese pronouns from fucking anime. How cringe is that shit? But, uh, whatever. So, I watched that. Fell off at the end of the arc, which is what I do. And fell off for a little bit. Uh, watched a lot. And I mean multiple, multiple seasons of It's not anime. But of uh, uh, Taskmaster, God, I love that show. I just love that show. So, and then finally, I I've been on TikTok lately. I got caught up on that. You know, it gets a lot of shit, but it's fun. You know, you will see a lot of cool stuff. And you know, I am a weeb, even though I none of my family or friends know it. Uh, so. Like, TikTok is famously, has a really good algorithm. So every now and again, I get, like, random Sakuga clips of, like, where animators just went balls out. And one of the clips, I saw two clips. One of them was in episode, like, three or four, where the main girl, Toru, like, murdered a mugger, basically. Not really. She does, like, a fucking super, like, a Goku instant transmission speed level to catch up with a mugger, like, palms his face, does a twist and slams him into the ground, craters it, and fucking ruled. I saw that, like, a month ago, and I was like, oh, that was pretty cool. You know, I guess that show's not just fan service, but, like, that's gotta be it, right? There can't be more than that. I just assumed it was the fan service show. Which, it, you know, I'm not saying it's not. But, and then, I guess, like, two days ago, I saw... And I still haven't seen this, so it must be in, like, the back half of season two. Where one of the girls turns into her, like, dragon form. And it looked really good. To, um, like, find a bunch of the, like, preschoolers, I guess. Or kindergartners. I I, I don't know how it worked. I don't don't know how Kana's age works. And I was like, well, it also looks really good. So I asked a guy on Discord, or I asked a person on on a Discord I'm on. 
like what they thought of it and uh, got the most backhanded review I've ever heard of an anime where they were like it's actually kind of good but the author has some weird opinions about ch about children like not like in like classic anime you know they're an ancient demon or whatever never good but they did say the first half was really good so I was, I was just gonna watch season one and I really and here's the thing Right now, it's an anime like six, which I don't know what that means on a regular scale. It is a weighted scale. I think One Piece, I did one through five. This, I'm gonna go one through 10 on this one, right? This is like, it, right now it's an anime six. Three changes, you gotta make three changes, it would be an anime nine, or even an anime, I think an anime nine would still be fair. Because, and I realize this as I'm watching, it is my favorite genre of anime, where an all-powerful magic being joins up with, I don't know, a random, like, person and has to, like, be a human. So, like, and not in a weird, like, a dumb, like, they have to hide way, but in a, like, they've got to go get a job at McDonald's, like they do in Devil Is It a Part-Timer, or they have to find the best uh, prices for uh, pork because they want to make tonkatsu for dinner, like in uh, Emily's, or Emia's, today's menu for the Emia, Emia family. Stumbled on that one. Or, uh, there's like a, a bunch of them, where it's just, you put like, you put a meat suit on like a demon, or like a dragon, or a genie, or whatever, and they've got to figure out, oh, Thursdays are bargain day at the fish market, I need to go there because blah blah blah. I love that shit. I love everything about that. I don't know how old Devil is a part-timer. I feel like I saw it 10 years ago the first time. First time I saw Devil is a part-timer, that blew my fucking dick off. That was weirdly uh, vulgar. Then like, you have the devil, and he just wants to ascend to the highest level of McDonald's. I think which in the show it's Wickdonald's, WC. They tr didn't try, they just literally flipped the golden arches. Love the show because he's trapped in the human world. Or not the human world, he's trapped in our world, basically. And like every now and again, like once every three episodes, something happens where he has to show off his unfathomable, unfathomable, unfathomable? Unfathomable magic power. Or like a bad guy shows up and you gotta stop. But for the most part, it's not about that. It's about, oh, how do we do our Christmas display in the right way to drive business up because the new KFC spot across the street run by like an angel who wants to kill us is taking our business. That's, I love everything about that. And that is what Dragon Maid is. I'm not gonna say the full name. I don't remember the full name. Dragon Maid, and, but it's, it's basically if somebody gave Devil is a part-timer, all of the budget in the world and or like 20 insane artists who have like nothing better to do, like, the, like, you get the guys from, like, the Dragon Ball Super Finale and then have them do a cute show about, like, a maid, like, a maid dragon. Fucking rules. So, but going back to it, there are three changes I would make, and it would be a nine or even a ten. Probably still a nine. There's two characters in the first season called Lukoa and literally called Shota. Get rid of them. 
Their plot lines don't matter. I don't care. I know Lukoa somehow became like the mascot for the show, which is insane. But like, yeah, yeah, like, if you had told me a year ago who is the Dragon Maid and put like five five characters on the screen, I would have pointed to Lukoa. Because she's the only one who they, they show, like, if you've seen a picture of Dragon Maid, chances are you've seen Lukoa and you haven't seen Toru, who is the main girl, or Kobayashi. You might have seen Kobayashi. But for some reason, Lukoa gets all of the advertising and all of... Not for some reason. The reason is she is built like a fucking Aiken character. Aiken? I don't know. It's in, you know, just... Tits bigger than Tsunade from Naruto. It's like... Like, like if you... If you if, if Tsunade from Naruto and Matsumoto from Bleach did the fusion dance and had antlers and put and wore cutoffs, that's Lukoa. I get that the people want their fan service. She's a worthless character. Like, everybody else has good storylines. Okay, there's actually four changes, but I'll get to that. Lukoa and Shoda have nothing. It is just literally the guy who made the show, I think, started... I, I, somebody told me he started as, like, a... Mommy... For if you, In case you don't know, Shota is... That kid is the kid's name, but it's also a term for, like, grown woman, child boy relationship it's gross it's the same as lolly shit but different like it's 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 just gross so the guy who created the show did that as like his first gig and then couldn't keep it out of the nice dragon show um they have nothing to do with the main plot they don't do anything interesting they literally are nothing they are they have one episode to themselves and then they have like a side appearance once every three episodes get rid of them completely worthless now, sticking to season one, number change two, there is a, like, lowly dragon character, but she's never looted. She's never in sexual situations. Ever. Like, she has a fairly conservative, like, get-up. And it, she, her, her, her character isn't, like, the bird from Monster Masume. And I only know that because I had a friend who was really in the Monster Masume. She is literally there to be the main character's like actual like daughter like at one point in the mid season one the main character can't get to like like they can't get to the sports she goes to school can't get to the 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 canna is the girl's name can't get to canna's sports festival and it really bums her out because kobayashi the main girl or the protagonist i guess uh has to work so like she's not a character to be looted she's literally like the daughter now she does have a friend and they are i don't know 10 11 i don't anime age right who again nothing lewd we never see anything lewd but she gets like nosebleeds when they hug and it's like turn her down like three or four notches where they she just like just like it's fine to have a crush at that age it's, it's whatever they have a pretty nice storyline too. Now, the final change. There is a character they introduced in season two. Lilu, I think her name is, or Riru. I don't know. Don't know works out. Good character. Awful, awful, awful design. Because I don't know what the fucking character design is problem is. Because I mean, like the main girl is stacked. Toru, but she's not, like, ridiculous. She's, like, 
I don't know, Sakura fucking Naruto, right? Uh, but so, season two, they introduced Lilu, who is a good character, I think, and has a really good, like, couple episodes. But she is, like, five feet tall, infant, uh, ch- fairly childish, I, older than, like, Kana. Like, Kana acts like a fucking eight, like a ten-year-old. Like, genuinely. Except for, like, every now and again, you have, like, wisdom, dragon wisdom moments. Lilu acts like a 14, 15, I don't know, like, it's like a teenager, right? So she's, like, five feet tall. And if you thought Lukoa, the useless character, had giant tits, like, double them and then put them on... Uh, it doesn't look like a character. It looks like a fucking, like... Somebody was fucking around in Photoshop and then discovered they had, like, a weird deal. Not great. She does have a good character. She has good moments, I think. Uh, she she introduces maybe the coolest moment in the entire show, or, like, one of the coolest. Goddamn. Fix the fucking art. Just, like, shrink her or grow her. Like, you either gotta make her, like, appropriate for her size... Or you can do like Lukoa and make her a grown woman. I don't care. One of the two. One of the two. Uh, not great. So you fix those three things and I think it's a nine. That's because the relationship between Toru and Miss Kobayashi, who I don't think we ever get their name, is genuinely good. The relationship between Miss Kobayashi and Kana, genuinely good. The relationship with her and fucking Rear Lulu, good. It's great. Uh... Just gotta get rid of those two characters who have nothing, they literally have nothing to do with the entire plot. And you have to get, like, just fix Lilu and, and, and tone down the Canna's friend. Whatever. So the plot goes, and this is very bare bones because there's not really a plot, it's slice of life. But Kobayashi wakes up, and Kobayashi, if you've ever watched, um, uh, Is It Okay to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? I should have said Dan Matchy. That's a much easier title to say out loud, not cringe. Good show. Honestly, not as pervy as you think it is. A little pervy. Um, if you've ever seen that show, Miss Kobayashi is basically Loki, except for she's tired because she has to work an office job. Which, yeah, respect. Kind of very androgynous female, but like, you know, she's she looked good in, a, in like a blazer, I guess. That weird to say? She wears a blazer later on. Looks good in it. Um, so she, like, wakes up. She's actually, like, kind of a... Like, a, you know, very classical. I don't understand it, but, like, that, like, Japanese social drinker thing. She wakes up with a hangover, and there's, like, a girl... And again, I didn't realize she was the main girl. I thought Lukoa was, because nobody ever talks about this girl. They just draw Lukoa, and I'm like... There's more to the show than being horny. It's like, it's, I'm literally having a Playboy, like, I, I look at it for the articles thing. I, I read it, I watch it for the character interaction. But then you got Lukoa fucking ruining my fucking nice gay dragon show. <laughs> so she wakes up and Toru's there. Toru's got a very nice design. She is kind of, you know, fan service but not like a lot. She wears like a maid outfit, but it's less like, if you're, if you're into fate at all, fate... It's more Sela and Isrit, uh, Lesrit made, and less, like, our all, uh, Sal- Saber Alter Rider, whichever the fucking Salter made is. 
It's like a like decent looking, still clearly like a cosplay outfit, but like it's better looking, right? And she's like, "Yeah, you got drunk on my mountain the other night and asked me if I could come with you, or and asked me like to live with you." And I I thought it was great. And they have like fun like getting along hijinks where they do cool shit together. Or not cool, but like. You know, she learns about the internet. It's not pervy. It's just literally like, this is how you react with people. It kind of felt like she was maybe rating like guides for people with autism, like like about like daily socialization. I think maybe. And she's like having a nice little life with with uh, Miss Kobayashi, and it's genuinely pretty good. It's not very like. It gets hornier in season two, but in season one, it's just. I want to be with, I, I do, she's like very clear, I like, I love Miss Kobayashi, but it's also more like, I just want to be with Miss Kobayashi, like I want to be around her, it's great, and then I think like this episode, the episode after that, Kana shows up, and Kana's like one of Toru's old friends, but like Miss Kobayashi sees Kana wants to be like, just doesn't have anybody, so she like kind of adopts her, honestly, it's very nice. They send Canada to school. Uh, oh, they get a new apartment. It's very nice. And, like, they move into the new apartment, and it's too loud. One, there's a lady next to them that, like, cooks really loudly. And then one of the neighbors is, like, a punk that, like, plays music really loudly. And then there's an old guy who, like, does wood carvings really loudly. And they have to, like, kind of deal with that. And it's they deal with it through, like, they don't use magic. Very rarely is, like, the solution some magic bullshit. I think like once in 20 episodes. It's just, hey, we should set up a schedule for when we needed to be quiet. Because I needed to be quiet sometimes. I appreciate y'all, but like, and you want it to be quiet when I'm doing something. It's very nice, you know? Um, so, so Canna is like kind of depressed. She wants to go to school. Send her to school. And it's very easy. And it's very, there's a very cute like shopping montage where Canna wants like a cuter pencil case. So they do that. And then like, they get her like a fucking school get up. And it's a very like, it's not a pervy school get up. It's never in bloomers. It's a school get up. It's very normal. And then like, Canna wants to buy a little fucking dangly thing that can hang from her backpack. And then, but like she sees Miss Kobayashi is having a hard time paying for it. So. She put, she gets it, walks up to the counter, hears them talk, goes to put it back. Miss Kobayashi like sees that, gets it at the end of the day, gives it to her. Very sweet moment. She goes to school, and like she is still a dragon girl. All, all, all the besides Miss Kobayashi and Hannah's friend, all everybody's a dragon by the way. No, oh, and one of Miss Kobayashi's friends. And uh, goes to school, and there's like a mean girl, but like. The mean girl becomes friends with Canna in like two minutes. It's fucking great because Canna like the mean girl starts to pick on her, so Canna like fake cries a little bit, and they're instantly friends. It's great. Now here's the thing: the mean girl is a little like not pervy. She we never get a shot of her like staring at Canna like weirdly. But if they ever hog or if they are ever like near each other, she like does like a like a very like anime. Ooh, oh my god, she's so close to me. Ah, it's annoying. So turn her. Tone her down like three or four notches where she just like blushes. Like, make her more of like a fucking Sakura from Naruto in season one. Yeah. Ooh, sorry. 
Make her look more like original Sakura and less like whatever the fuck. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I was not expecting a phone call. Although, you know, like a year, like, I don't know, like three or four months. I need to change my phone call, phone number. Like three or four months ago, this, I'm sure they're a fine person, gave my my phone number out. I'm, I'm assuming it was like a random phone number they gave out. And now I just get destroyed with, with just destroyed with spam calls. So, so yeah, yeah, tone down, tone down Canna's uh, friend. But I think his name is Sayaka or Sakaya, something like that. I don't remember. Not Saitama. That'd be funny though. Um, and then the other dragons really start showing up and kind of ruin the dynamic a little bit. Not a whole lot, but like, I just, I don't care about most of these. Um, you get Fafnir, who is good. I like Fafnir. He's a general, like, doom and gloom type. He's always like, Kobayashi's gonna die before you. But like in a very like, she will die when her time comes and you will be helpless and nothing, and you will, your sadness will cause you to rage and maybe destroy the human world. Oh, I'm spooky. But like he also loves to play Dark Souls. And I say Dark Souls, I mean literally Dark Souls. They've got like, he's got Dark Souls on the show, on like, he's got like Dark Souls, like literally like, literally Dark Souls. He kind of wanders in and out for like an episode or two before finally he moves in with Miss Kobayashi's co-worker buddy. It's never romantic between them. Clearly, like, the show knows. I don't give a fuck about this dude. Um, but he's like a good guy, right? And he's, he's he is a good guy. He takes in Fafnir, and they become like gamer buddies. It's great. It's like genuinely pretty good. And they're the proper kind of sidekick. Or side character where it's like, eh, they pop in every now and then. And I might be getting the order of this mixed up. Then Lukoa kind of pops out, and uh, Shota, and it's uh, Lukoa pops up every now and again before this. But then you find out, oh yeah, I'm living with a human, and you're like, okay, where's this gonna go? You weird fucking fan service character. Is it gonna be another girl, or is it gonna be some dude, or what's happening? Elementary schooler, great. Fucking love this. All it's fucking. God, I wish anime was better. I just as a whole, like, just be better. Don't do this. And like, there's like a like a oh, he thought he was summoning a demon, but he actually got her. And now she's living with him because his parents aren't around. But like, sometimes he puts fucking sunscreen on her at the beach. It's, you know, whatever. They literally don't matter ever. And then another one pops up, Elma. I like her. I like her design. I like all the voice acting is pretty good, by the way. I I can't really comment on like Japanese voice actors. I don't really know. To me, it sounds good. I mean, it sounds as good as anything, right? Uh, Elma is like oh, so like Toru is part of the Chaos faction, and Elma is part of the Harmony faction. You never hear about that. It's like barely touched on. Doesn't matter. Basic like thing is like Elma's like. You're, you're a fuck up, Toru. I'm gonna drag you back to Dragon World. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna drag you back to Dragon World. Didn't mean to do that. And uh, Toru like tricks her a couple times, and then it comes out that like Alma loves food, like loves, loves, loves food. She's got a very charming design too, by the way. I think also, you know, fan servicey, but like, I like her look. 
so like you know it's the like you know come over to dinner a couple times she realizes Toru is honestly not chaotic at all just wants to be with Miss Kobayashi it's great she's like alright well I guess I should live in the human world to keep an eye on you but I'm not I'm not sweating it much she ends up getting a job with Miss Kobayashi's market, marketing firm I think it's a marketing firm it might be like genuine like it might be like accountants or whatever number crime, like jet vague Japanese business you know what I mean so salary, she's a salary man so Elma starts working there and she's kind of useless but it's fine whatever and the whole time they're doing these like like I said the um the sports festival very incredibly great it was like it ruled the, that entire episode deserves like a except Luke Cole was in it that entire episode was genuinely great and then there was, you know, there's a fucking parade episode. There's an episode where, like, they have to throw, like, do, like, some kind of celebration for, like, an old people home. I don't remember how that happens. Maybe through Canada's school. Whatever. And, like, all the dragons are going incredibly extra with their crazy magic, right? And there's a very nice moment where Miss Kobayashi, who was always the quote-unquote straight man, like, the... There's a Japanese word. It's like smoky, whatever. Why do I always try and do that? Where she like react and like she's always like she's never trying super hard to like make the dragons hide their power, like never. But during the play, she was getting a little worked up, and then she's like, "No, I should trust Toru." And it's a very nice moment. And at the end of it, they're like, she's like. I was really gonna work, go over there and stifle you, but I saw how much fun you were having, and like, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm glad y'all were having fun. I'm glad y'all. I'm glad all the dragons were having a great time. And I don't remember if this is season one or two. I think it's season one. Then we have a flashback to how they actually met. At the beginning, Toru told her, "Hey, you were drunk and asked me to come home with you." And I said, "All right," but it's always been a little weird because Toru is incredibly devoted. But then you find out that, like, no, Toru was dying on the mountain because, and it's, again, it's one of those things that's just, doesn't matter. She had God's sword, like, stuck in her back. So, like, Miss Kobayashi wandered up there drunk, which, incredible, incredible stamina that she just hiked 50 miles. Miss Kobayashi's the real magic. Oh, there was also a very charming episode where they all tried to learn magic. Uh, like, but like stage magician magic, um, because they wanted to understand humans, and Miss Kobayashi could do like a couple tricks. So like, can't Toru was dying, Miss Kobayashi stumbled upon her. She's like, oh shit, you got a sword in you. Let me get that out. She's like, ah, it won't matter. It's, you won't be able to do anything. She's like, I don't believe it. Yeah, as long as God has power over you, you're never to pray, cry it out. And Kobayashi's like, who the fuck cares about God? I'm like 25 years old and alone. I don't give a fuck about God. Fuck God. Pulls it out. Tori was like, oh, it must be because you don't care about God. Turns into a human and they start to drink together. And then Kobayashi has this very real breakdown. Drunk, which you've never seen before. Kobayashi doesn't genuinely do like sad. She has like a very like, why am I alone? I pushed everybody away trying to become the best at my job. I don't talk to family anymore. I don't talk to friends from school. I have no one. And Toru is like, yeah, me too. I've got no one. 
And then Kobayashi's like, live with me. Fuck it. Let's live together then. If you're going to be alone, be alone with me. And then passes out, doesn't remember any of it. I don't, I'm not sure if that means she did remember it by the end. Very, either way, fucking great. I loved every bit of that. Um, and then the final, like, episode, maybe two episodes, it was teased a little bit throughout the series, season. Toru's dad, who is, like, the king of all chaotic dragons, the supreme lord of evil, is like, hey, you've got, great character design on this guy, by the way, I love him. He's, like, a very, like, I am the dark lord of evil lordship. He, uh, he shows up and takes Toru back. And then Toru, like, escapes. And then, like, there's a very, like, real... Oh, Kobayashi's been... And, like, Kobayashi doesn't kind of react, but, like, she kind of does have, like, an almost breakdown. Fucking moron, just speed up. You have plenty of room. And then she is... Got her incredibly hard job taking care of Kana, making her lunch, doing all this. And also all the stuff Kobayashi used to do for her. And she's like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know... I relied on Kobe on Toru. Sorry, all the stuff Toru used to do. Where it's like, I don't know if I can do this. I relied on Toru so much. Toru was basically her wife, but like domestic wife, I guess, domestic partner, like stay-at-home partner. Like, and Kobayashi's like, I, I fucking miss Toru. Kana is very sad as well because like Toru was like her mom with Kobayashi, basically. It's very like real. It is. And then, like, next episode, Toru shows back up. He's like, I escaped. I'm going to live with you. I don't care. And her dad pops up again. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? You're coming back to Dragon World with me. And then there's this incredible moment where Kobayashi is thinking to herself, do I have the right to say anything? I want Toru with me. I'm going to say something. I don't care. I'm going to say something. She fucking says a syllable. And the dad shoots a laser beam at Toru that breaks her glasses. And, like, very clearly is like, step out of line, I'm gonna kill you. And Kobayashi is having like a heart attack, terrified, looks at Toru, Toru's scared because she doesn't want Kobayashi to get hurt because Kobayashi is a human. And Kobayashi's like, fuck you. Toru is my friend. I want, you can't take my maid away from me. I love Toru. You're, get the fuck out of here. And Toru like gets that like bravery from that. It's like, yeah dad, get the fuck out of here. And they fight. And this is going to circle back to something I talked about a little in the beginning. was what made me the show is this random sakuga. What I haven't been mentioning is throughout the entire season has been this insane, crazy-ass sakuga coming out of nowhere. And they have this badass fight. It looks fucking amazing. They had, like I said, she punched out a mugger in the beginning. Um, what was the other stuff? Uh... She has a fight with Alma briefly. Really, really good. And then she has this fight with her dad. Looks fucking amazing. It's literally like... I'm not going to put it on the level of like One Punch Man. But it looks like ending Dragon Ball Super. Like how how good the final fight with fucking Jiren looked. Of course, the rest of that show kind of fucking sucked at Like looked like garbage sometimes. But like that final Jiren fight looked amazing. Same shit. The Toru, Alma, Toru, evil dad... Um, Toru punching that guy out looks fucking bonkers. Which makes me furious that this show I really liked has Lukoa, Shota, and uh, Lulu's design. 
because it is literally like it hits all my buttons. Cool, like a nice gay relationship that isn't like it doesn't feel pandering. It genuinely doesn't. It does a little bit in season two. There's like a couple gags. Season two is just hornier. The guy got more of a free reign. But like a nice relationship. The fucking Loli isn't looted. She's just a daughter. That's all she is. She's got a nice school life. Yeah, her friend's a little pervy, but it's never it's never shown. There are no there's no panty shots. There's no creep shots. It's great. Every bit of it's great. But then you have the reason why I'm never recommending it. Right there. So whatever. <laughs> and um, like I said, I, I'm midway through season two. I'm not gonna talk about it, but like I think I'm, I'll do that next episode. I love the hell out of this. I thought it was great. I thought every bit of it was fucking fantastic. Now, I, I thought 80% of it was fantastic. Unfortunately, the other 20% is dog shit. So, 6 out of 10. Watch it, but like, lock the door so people don't walk in on you. You know what I mean? Like, I can excuse Toru's design and Elma. I can't I can't excuse Elma, like, Lukoa. Like, she's like, Lukoa looks like Rengiku from Bleach, but like, done with like, fan art. Like, some of the horny weirdos on, like, from, like, DeviantArt, like, made, like, Rangiku fan art and did, like, and, like, that's where they got the design for Lukoa. And then, like, yeah, just her little boy fucking boyfriend. Fuck that, man. Fuck every bit of that. But, like I said, doesn't matter the plot. If they're on screen, skip it. Doesn't matter at all. Um, and then, like, I'll talk about Lulu. I can remember her fucking name more in like the next episode. So close to perfect, which I think Devil is a part timer. I th- I think it's better than Devil is a part timer because Devil is a part timer. Like you know, you know, production was obviously weird, whack, and it wasn't very coherent. The plot never really made sense. Uh, not like not the not like as in not explaining things. I never want anything explained to me ever. Don't do that. Have the fucking like it's it's Star Wars all over again. I don't want to hear about the wills or midichlorians. Have the space magic be space magic. I don't need to know why Toru's dad is the king of all dark dragons. I don't need to know why like oh she can just turn invisible at some points. Who gives a fuck? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter a bit. Or how like Kobayashi can like hike fifty miles drunk. I don't care. Um. But, like, some of the plot just didn't work with Devil is a Part-Timer. And I think it is based off a light novel, so it's just, like, an adaptation thing. But, I mean, like, you know what I mean, so. And, um, like, the highs in Dragon Maid were higher than the highs of Devil. But the lows of Devil were higher than the lows of Dragon Maid. Because the lows of Dragon Maid would put me on a list. I'm gonna get over. Whoops. Is that exit open? I'm coming up in Cincinnati now, so that's why the that's why this is cutting off soon. Yeah, I know. I just I think it's good. I think it's just genuinely good. It feels weird to say about a fucking. It's not a harem. I thought it was like a harem thing. It's like not at all. Um, nobody's into Miss Kobayashi besides Toru 
Like, Anna doesn't want to get with Miss Kobayashi. She's a child. Kobayashi's basically her mom. Although there is, like, a nice point where Kana's like, oh, Miss Kobayashi will never see me grow up. I'm, I'm, she'll never see me grow up. And that's really sad. Um, and it's good. It's good shit. It's just good shit. Uh, Lukoa is only interested in the little boy. Which, I would almost like it more if she was in the Miss Kobayashi. Like, I'm glad it's not a harem. But, like, then it would get rid of, like, the fucking one of the worst parts of the show. You know what I mean? So, um... That's that... Uh, Elma isn't into anyone besides, like, chocolate. She... She was... she. You get a little... You get more of her backstory in season two. But she's just a side character who kind of, like, helps out every now and again. Fafnir doesn't give a fuck about any of them. He just wants to play Dark Souls, which... Respect. You know... I dig it. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think it's good. I think it's really good. So that's been today's episode of... Or it's been this three months episode of Anime on the Interstate, where I talk about anime to no one while the interstate makes noise around me. I hope you liked it. Have a good one.